Hello and welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me again is Josh Cacho. Josh, how you feeling? Anytime you beat Seattle, it's a good day, right? I mean, it is a good it's, day. It's, it's one of these things where, you know, we've been on a high over the last couple of weeks, you know, especially, you know, like what basically post post the Galaxy game, right? We're riding on clouds. Everything's Everything's been great. Um, and obviously when you come into this one, Seattle is always a tough matchup, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't matter whether you're at home there, you know, you're always going to get, get a good game. Right. And so, um, yeah, to get, to get a win over, over Schmetzer is always, is always a fun night. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Seattle is this team. It's a, they're a bit of a boogeyman for LAFC with the playoffs and, so back and forth this series. I feel like we basically just trade uh, home wins with them, um, unless again it's in the playoffs. But uh, they are always a solid test. Um, I see a lot of what they do is just kind of corny, even though they're like they are, they are the class of MLS, right? They are the ones that you can point to as always having good rosters. They're always solid, but it's also uh, there's just like so many cult of personalities built around so many of their players like I just really can't stand it like I, I can't I can't listen to state media talk about the Roldan brothers anymore I can't listen to anybody talk about Nuhu anymore Jordan Morris like I just I just don't want to <laughs> I'm just I mean, tired but, of it but didn't you know Seattle invented football no oh, they did they did right. they call it so, soccer though yeah yeah so I mean <laughs> again it's 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 one of these situations I think in terms of how you know like the way that i mean again and seattle has been a model franchise in many ways mm-hmm. absolutely right? we've talked about it several times on this show right and and i think it, obviously i think it has more to do with what they've done from a like a pure systemic standpoint yeah. and, a, and a and and the total club as opposed to you know the individual player but obviously because of the their success they, you know, again, the the league has to lift them up, right? Because it's it's the only way to make, you know, the the only team that's been able to make sense of of the stupid, you know, salary cap rules, yeah. right? Like, like, well, if Seattle can do it, then anyone can do it, right? Is basically the line. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and like again, it's well deserved because they are. I mean, this is a team that's never missed the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And we always talk about how low a bar it is, but like they're the only team to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like so many, so many MLS teams have these awful years where they end up missing the playoffs. Um, so it is, it is good to put the sword to them and to watch the Roldan on brothers struggle against LAFC and to watch new who have to be subbed off and be completely ineffective and refuse to close down Carlos Vela on what was called back as a handball. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I just I like I do like watching them lose as much as I admire what they've been able to do. Yeah. I mean, quality will do that, right? And I think that yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like for as good as Seattle has been, right? And and again, there's no doubting that. Um at a certain point what a collection of when you collect as much talent as LEFC has, mm-hmm. it's really hard to stem that tide, right? Um right. in the sense of like you know, name X Premier League Premier League team that's extremely good at developing talent, but there's Man City, right, 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 like or or Dortmund, right? They go to the Bundesliga, right? like for as good as Dortmund ha- has been at at developing all their all the young talent, bringing it, you know, where they, wherever they can find it, Bayern Munich will still just be a monster, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and so again, you know, and and I think it's one of those situations like if if the league truly put, I don't know where Seattle would be if the league truly took the brakes off, you know, or I think they'd the, be good. Took the training wheels. Off. Maybe. I think, I think, I think they'd be fine. I don't know. I I do one. I, I don't know what, again, it's hard to tell what their, what their desire to, to right. spend at that level is. Right. Because it, you know, again, like LUC has no bones about it. The galaxy w- will spend whether they spend correctly is a whole different story. Yeah. Um, you know, I have Austin will probably spend, you know, like a lot of these newer franchises, you know, will spend money 
I again, yeah. I, I don't know if the same can be said about Seattle, but you know, like I said, I think they'll be fine. You know, because again, they still know how to navigate the league better than anyone else. Yeah, I think I think with them, it's a bit um, it's a bit misleading because like they hit on their DPS and then they're there forever, right? Yeah. Uh, like I mean, I I they, they I think they spent a fair amount on Rui Diaz after that World Cup performance. Um, but like you could consider Nico Ladero playing it safe for them, right? They're not yeah. going out and getting uh, the best Uruguayan midfielder, right? Uh, they're not even. Yeah, so that, like, that's. I mean, they, they didn't roll the dice on Brian Rodriguez. So right, right. Yeah, that's something. Not, yeah. So I, I think they are. I think they are very pragmatic from top to bottom, including like how they play on the field. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so yeah, it it's satisfying to make a long story short. It's satisfying to see LAFC beat them, uh, and to kind of prove a little bit like, hey, this isn't just us beating up on, you know, some dumb team in the western conference like it, i guess i guess seattle's at the bottom of the western conference but again ccl champs and uh always always a solid squad so yeah i mean and and you could i mean they're making they're starting they were starting to make their run right like the way yeah, they seattle were. They always were. Yep. always does and the funny the weird thing is like i said i wonder if this is one of these situations where right even though even though they're they're slowly kind of putting it together, does this kind of put another hamper with not that many games left in the season, right? I think it's what, 12 games, 13 games? I think it's, yeah, I think it depends on which team it is, but there's only about 12, yeah. So yeah. it is it is crazy. I do feel like the season is kind of flying by. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, and so with, with things getting tight, right? Like if there's ever, you know, usually around this time, Seattle has already crept up into the bottom half of the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Right. This this is a you know this this situation is looking a little bit more tough because the teams ahead of them I don't know I don't know who who drops out right right like RSL Dallas all playing well um, the Galaxy are going to Galaxy right they'll they'll be in the hunt Nashville is the same way and so yeah you know and, and again they they're still behind Portland for that matter. Um, Oof. so yeah, so they're in ninth, so it's, it's going to be an uphill climb, you know, and again, and they're still, they're also not that far ahead of Vancouver either, I think three points up, you know, so, you know, it won't be easy for them. Right. But again, it's also, would I be worried? I don't know if that's the right word. Would I be slightly concerned if that's your first round matchup? Sure. I mean, I'd be more concerned than if, than if you're playing like, who would you rather? Who would you rather prefer to avoid in the first round, the Galaxy or Seattle? I mean, you get the Playing Galaxy at home, at home right? Because so. you're gonna be at home, so you're gonna play yeah. either one of those two teams, and or Portland, right? One, two, or three, right? I mean, none of those are ideal matchups, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but I feel like you feel comfortable. I feel more. I feel pretty comfortable against. Both, you know, I probably would rather play Portland and then the Galaxy and then Seattle in that order. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's definitely the last team you want to see. Right, because um, I think Seattle has enough talent that they'll give you problems when, like, if Rui Diaz is healthy. Yeah, You know, yeah. if they actually, because I think they have, what, eight, I think they only had 18 available for this game due mm-hmm. to injury um, and random stuff because, you know, Jao Paulo's out. I don't know. Obed Vargas, I think, is out as well. Roy Diaz isn't back yet, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd rather see somebody in the, like, three to five spots. Minnesota, Salt Lake, Dallas. Those teams will play with you, right? Yeah. Um, Galaxy and, and Timbers. I mean, I guess Galaxy have come after LAFC, and we've been able to counterattack them. But, um, yeah, anyway. Well, let's get into this game. Um Kind of a kind of an interesting one. I feel like it kind of went in three phases. At the beginning of the match, uh, Seattle was creating a bit of danger and having some success, especially down the flanks. I felt um, they were really being aggressive with their fullbacks, uh, Roldan, and um, I think it was Nuhu at mm-hmm. the beginning when they were still in a back four. Um, really being quite aggressive. I think that was partially to protect their their 
double pivot, which was made up of Roldan and Rusnak, which is kind of a crazy thing to do, <laughs> like to play both of them back there. I mean, I guess it's better to play them in a pairing and not isolate one of them, but neither of those guys are defensive midfielders. And I would argue that Christian Roldan isn't even a midfielder at this point. Um, but then LAFC were able to turn it on. It kind of like everything kind of turned when Vela scored that non-goal, uh, with a crazy assist from Sifu that was called back. Oh and then for gosh. about 25, like, 30 minutes, they just dominated. Sorry. Talk about, you a pass, talk about a pass though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like that ball from, I mean, like, yeah, we've been extremely hard on Sifu in terms of him just not being able to put it together from a passing perspective, right? Like we've seen the goals, we've seen the dribbling, we've seen the defense, the, de- the defense, but man, over these last couple of games, that la- that last element, and to do it on this stage with Juve in the building, with supposedly, I believe, there's scouts from Belgium and another country around as well. Let me double check who it was. Um, yeah, supposedly, like that, there there's there was a lot of eyes on this one. Mm. Some for obviously some because of for because of Bale and Chiellini, but. Again, it always it always helps to have, you know, to play a, a great game as he did in this one. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, like his his addition of of more like creative passes. I mean, he, he's on five assists right now. He's played about fifteen hundred minutes this season. He had five all of last season in twenty three hundred minutes. If you count the U.S. Open Cup this this year. He's got seven in about 1,700 minutes. So, I mean, he's he's just assisting at a much higher rate. He's been better about releasing the ball and combining. Um, and I, I think I think Blessing Blessing was kind of marking out uh, Nico Lodero, and Sifu did a good job kind of carrying it on his own, even with Acosta gone. So, um, so much better from him and and like you said, the quality on that ball on that non-goal to Vela was just incredible. Two outside the boot, like outside the boot pass, outside the boot uh, finish from Carlos, who loves going that that way. Now, I like there's so many yeah. passes and shots where he's going outside of the foot like that. I don't know if it's something that he just decided like I'm just going to start doing this more or what. I but it's it's funny to see him go to it so many times now. I mean, um, maybe it just puts a different spin on it, right? Like it does, yeah, yeah. But then, and then Sifu had the 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 assist on the second on on the actual goal too, right? He did and, uh, yeah. on a nice whipped in curl, right? And I was like, okay, right? Like if if you're gonna get this from him, and again, so my question to you, right, is who? What is an ideal landing spot for him in Europe, right? Because I would assume. That that's the likely move, and then if that is the pending move, you have to sign a DP midfielder now. <laughs> yeah, because you're creeping into that territory with Sifu, right? Where mm-hmm. you're going, like his absence is going to require you to do that. Um, I, if I were his agent, I would say stick around a little bit longer. I think I think if he were to move now, he'd still be looking at um it's it's probably it's probably like Belgium or yeah. or you know, maybe uh, maybe maybe in the Dutch league. I don't know. I, I think and it's not it's not gonna be like Ajax, right? It's gonna be a, a smaller club there. Um I think if he puts it together for another year, then he could probably get a, an even bigger move. Yeah. I mean, maybe Quadrado brings up the Juve. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, again, I, I given his skill set, right? Like, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think his, prob- his, his best move would probably be to stay and then really raise that profile again or at least yeah. do it at the World Cup, right? is to not leave at least until after the World Cup. Yeah, and and he's a guy that could he's a guy that could be, you know, if he goes to the World Cup and plays uh and plays significant minutes for Ecuador, then absolutely he probably he probably will get a move. He he probably might he 
probably will be a candidate in the in the winter for a for a big move. But um, man, I I I just I think there's a couple more things that if you put it together, like if he can show that his decision making is now there as well, then I think that'll be when La Liga comes comes knocking or you know whoever. But um, I don't know. I, I'm still a bit skeptical that LAFC is going to get a big move for somebody when their best export ended up in Turkey, right? So it's not, I can't say he's going to go to a big five. Yeah, I mean, I but I think it's like I said, especially because you only, you probably paid what, one to two million for him? Yeah, you're not into him all that much like you were with Rossi. So, right, you although Rossi was only, they were only into him for like two million. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So then if that's the case, right, you're, you probably are willing, you know, you, 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 you take a $5 million buy, right? Transfer Mark Tasm at seven right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm I saying. Which I was kind of surprised so about. If someone, if someone's, and this is probably, you know, and his stock has jumped up dramatically, right? So, you know, like if you rewind to last year, it's probably worth somewhere between three and five. LAFC paid. One point one, mm. or no? Sorry, they paid three million for him. Take it back. So if they that paid much? three, yeah, wow. it looks like they paid three. So that means you know, again, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do your thing because he's yeah. a U twenty two. So that's probably why they were able to yeah to work that out. So you're gonna want to get at least double that, right? I would right. assume, if not more. And so I mean, he's a guy, honestly. If he stays on that trajectory, he's a guy that you'd want to just give a TAM deal to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, aren't they? Can't they already? Aren't they pretty much already paying that? I think for U twenty two, they can pay them up to the six hundred and sixty mark. Oh, okay. So, I think they could throw TAM at him. Um, I, I I would not sign him as a DP. He's not there yet for me, but. Um, because he's twenty three, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's going to be tough to replace that type of production. And again, it took some time to develop him and get to that point. And it's still um, not it's still not all the way there. Is the yeah. thing, right? Like, there's still more to go from him. There's still but buyers don't know that. <laughs> you don't think JT puts that in his packet that he sends out to all the different clubs? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you just man. you just redact that part and just leave that out. Yeah, yeah you yeah. lose that page somewhere. Yeah. So, so no, yeah, I, him adding assists has been has been fantastic. Uh, I think it's been an important reason that LAFC have been able to do what they've been able to do. Uh, he's still not assisting. It's not like he's assisting every game. Uh, he's still only on five, but you're starting to see more and more. He could have easily had two tonight. Um, and they're not just like he's he's getting it on crosses he's getting it on entry passes uh he almost had a goal himself tonight with a mm-hmm. little combination play with with a poku um so more to come on him i think yeah well and i think that it just free from a tactical perspective right it just frees up that front three to do so much more right like we've seen yeah, yeah. we've seen vela have to drop so deep and to do so much in terms of build up which he's been happy to do but look what happens when there's another mid you know like in in absence of Edward Atuesta, there's been no one to feed the beast. Right. Right. And now suddenly all of a sudden Poku, I mean Poku, but um Sifu's out there, you know, whipping in crosses. Right. So right. and again, Vela will make that, you know, we we talked about it last week. Vela is happy to make the run if you trust that you're gonna be trust that you'll find him. If his hammy's good. Yeah. <laughs> Sifu played him in again tonight in like the ninetieth minute, but Vela didn't make the run. He just he just kind of looked at him like, ah, sorry, dude, it's not happening yeah. right now. <laughs> I mean, like I said, but at least in that sense, to to allay any fears, I think it seems like. He, I mean, if he pulled it, he wouldn't be jogging. Yeah, yeah. Let's put it that way. So, I, um, other notable things: Keelini goes, uh, I think, nearly seventy minutes. That's a great sign that he's he's getting back to health. Um, and it's it's a different team with him out there man like he his ability to step into the midfield the shot that he takes is incredible uh i tweeted out that i want to see him and acosta and vela all standing over free kicks from like out in front of 
you know, if if they have a if they have a free kick from thirty out, uh, I want to see him over it and just <laughs> see him put it put his laces through it and just uh, um, why can't I think of his name? If they the let Lawrence Simon do it, Lawrence Simon, I want to see him Simon it right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I think uh, it's just a different team, and then Ibiaga comes on, and the possession kind of falls to pieces just because every time Ibiaga gets on the ball, he takes too long, and he has to recycle to Grappo, who just has to lump it forward. Uh, where Chiellini is just world class still with that with possession. And, and reading the game, and Ibiaga just doesn't have that. Yeah, so. I mean, and, and I think to a certain degree, right? Like his his ability was never in question, right? It's just how how yeah. long can he do yeah. it for, right? And and over the course of, in and over the course of the season, what does that look like, right? Yeah, but if, but ma- if he looks like this against Seattle, then <laughs> I don't see why he couldn't play another eighteen months. For sure, why couldn't then, he play and, to the end of next year? And the thing is, and you don't, and the cool thing is, you don't need to push him more than what he's giving nope. you. Yeah, right? exactly. And like you're deep enough where you're not because again, I think what often happens in these situations where you bring these high profile signings and is that you're in a situation where you need them to produce at a high level. Yeah. Right. Like he's for for ninety minutes or you know, for ninety minutes, we basically mm-hmm. need him to produce somewhere between forty five and sixty. Yeah. And that's generally enough to give us a, a two to three goal lead. Yeah. Yeah. Um Mario, I, I didn't think had a great game tonight. One of his first involvements is is coming over for what is a very easy clearance, and he puts it out for a corner. Ten minutes later, he's on the end of a of an own goal. I don't really, think, I don't really blame him. I think I think Blessing is the one at fault for the own goal. Um, they're doing they do okay to get out of trouble, and Ilya kind of flicks a ball up in the air over the top of a of a Sounders attacker. And it's right in Blessing's path. And Blessing is right underneath the ball, decides to let it bounce and not put a foot on it, not to control the ball, which is like possession soccer 101, just control it, uh, but decides to let it run a little bit more and is completely unaware that Christian Roldan is coming through. Roldan takes it on the dribble, sends in a cross, and Mario is trying to clear it and puts it in the back of the net. Um, just really poor from Blessing there, who had a pretty strong game, I thought, but... Uh, it's just like one of those blessing things, right? Where he's just not going to be aware. He's going to try and dribble out of the defensive third with Christian Pavone on top of him or, you know, whatever. Um, so uh, kind of a tough break from Rio there. Didn't have the greatest game, but got the job done again. Yeah. I mean, again, you're, it's, 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 I think he's unlucky. You know, I think he's, he's more unlucky than anything in that moment um, to give up that own goal. I mean, yeah, it, of course. It happens. Um, you know, but again, I think also his the way that Seattle was playing didn't really suit his his strong suit. Right? Like he didn't really have that moment where you know, he in where he's going to need to clean up in behind right? right. because right. Seattle was, you know, was in possession a lot of times, right? And it's just different, right? When you know, like he's at his best when LAFC's generally you know, in possession the majority of the game and Keelan, he can push forward, right? And then he's the guy who, who cleans it up in behind. And, he's, and he, did, he he still did that in his moments. But again, I think Seattle's just more clinical on the ball. So those, those both his strengths and his weaknesses are going to be, you know, magnified to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can say what we will about the defense, but Seattle didn't even end up with a shot on goal. For the entire night so uh i mean solid performance really uh one more thing on mario i thought he struggled at the beat especially in the first half advancing the ball forward just turned it over a bunch of different times trying to feed inlet passes into the midfield um i thought chicho looked strong vela looked strong opoku with an absolute just demon of a goal uh alex roldan doesn't close him down because MLS defending and Opoku absolutely punishes him and Stefan Fry uh, for taking away only the near post. Um, Josh, this man only scores bangers. Yeah, can you I, I, can you think of a player who only scores bangers at this rate? 
I mean, Gareth Bale at Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it pains me to say it as a Liverpool fan, but <laughs> really, I mean, this, Bale would come in and just score amazing goals and then go right back to the golf course. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he's learning a little something. I don't know. I mean, let's see. So he's got, is, is that five goals on the season? Yeah, mm-hmm. five goals on the season. Uh, he's played 1,200 minutes. He's only 21. Uh, if you ask me, he should be the next U22 designee and you give him a raise and keep him around for longer because he's, you can just, like, he's got all the talent in the world. And you, this is another player similar to Sifu where you and I, you know, will point things out, right? And most of the time, I think it's the stuff in between the ears with a poku where it's just bad decision making or bad reads or, you know, back to blessing like a, a lack of awareness. But this man is not lacking any talent or skill. Like he's great on the dribble. His passing is fine. Like his, I, I guess passing would be like his lowest attacking grade just because it's like, well, I mean, he's fine, but most of the time he just dribbles because he's yeah. faster than everybody. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's not that he can't pass. I just think he doesn't see the pass because he's dribbling with his head down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and so and you see it as well because he's not making a lot of the right runs. You saw it a couple of times today where he steps on he steps into a passing lane and cuts out balls that are like he- clearly headed for Chicho. So it's kind of like he's just a he's, he really does play like a kid and that's fine because he is. Um but there there's like no talent deficiency. As soon as he starts mm-hmm. putting together smarter runs, I think I think he was a little bit late on a run today where he would it was either I mean, I feel like it was he was on the back post or something, but he was a little late to it. I think, I think he was on the right wing at at some point, and a ball. I can't remember who the ball came in from, but it's like if he would have taken off on that run, if he would have realized that a little bit earlier, he would have he would have been there for the tap in. But again, he only scores bangers, so he's not, and that's probably why, right? It's because he's not making the runs for the tap ins. Um, I mean, he'd probably that'll come. That'll come. Ten with- goals in the season already. And and again, and he seems like a guy that'd be that's more than willing to make that back post run. It's oh, just yeah. seems yeah. to be unaware as to when when to make it. Yeah. Right? And again, like mm-hmm. you're saying, right? It's it's the it's funny because I think this is he's one of those ones where you know you keep him around for a while, and he he he's going to be one of two things: either you're going to ship him off to Europe, or he's going to be a MLS starter for the rest of his career. Yeah, right? and you're, and you're yeah. going to pay him, you know, Jordan Morris money at some point. Yep. You know. Yep. So he's under contract till next December, December 2023, with an option. I'd have to imagine that's a team option, given how young he was when he signed the contract. Um, but yeah, like you can you can make him a U twenty two player. He can play on that. To, they would probably do that extension next year. I would imagine, maybe even this year. Um, I mean, he's, if if he was like, hey, I want to raise, and we know that we have a an extra U twenty two spot, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Sign a sign a Poku. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, just an absolute stunner of a goal. Again, five on the season. He's got an assist. Uh, and it's not like, I mean, the thing is, is you don't have to rush bail because he's been, he's been serviceable. Well, I'll say serviceable because it's like some games tactically, he's just not there. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, bail really needs to come on now because we need a little bit more. Uh, but in a, in a, like tonight he was great and he was just breaking them with pace. I think that's why he stayed on. I think that's why Chicho comes off is because. Opoku in the first 15 minutes of uh, of the second half, both he and Blessing actually had so much success burning down the right flank in behind uh, Nuhu that uh, how are you going to take them off? It's just yeah. they were being too successful. One, I think part of that was probably the Rodriguez sub, right? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Saving like, a spot at, for B-Rod. To be yeah. fair, I think you, you, you got to put him in the shop window at some point, right? Yeah. In a game that you feel probably comfortable that's probably the one. It's like I said, Chicho's the one that obviously ends up, you know, getting the short end of the stick. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, yeah. I mean, if if old, it's not, you know, who, I think it's one of those things like we know who's starting, 
right? Yeah. So so you got to get you got to find ways to to get him on there, you know. And my guess it'll hopefully be in this this what do you call it the league's cup game, right? You basically just play Rodriguez as long as much as he's capable of. Yeah. Shot him to, yeah. Shot him to the league on next teams. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be That's eyes on it, you know, obviously because mm-hmm. of the nature of the game. And so, you know, get someone that, you know, see if you can, can't get some, yeah. some eyes on him and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they do figure out a rotation where Chicho can stay. I mean, he's, he's, fit he can go 90 uh hopefully he can stay on and you know you get to the point where it's like bail plays 65 70 minutes vela plays 65 70 minutes and you just save those guys like there's no yeah. need to push them that hard um and then yeah you have the you have the benefit of bringing in opoku and rodriguez and you still have chicho up top um i think that's probably the most ideal thing uh more rumors about forwards coming to lafc so we'll see We'll see what happens, but uh, it seems like there's just no more room for them. Um, but anything else that you want to get to from the game? Really, I felt I feel like we've pretty much covered most of it. I mean, we talked about the goals, we talked about individual performances. Yeah, I mean, the second half wasn't exactly a, a barn burner. So, yeah, yeah, pretty disjointed. I mean, I guess that's worth talking about. I think, I think the second half again. Once you once you take out. Um, like the foundation of your possession, which in this in a game like today was Chiellini, right? Yeah. Chiellini, once he's gone and, and Ibiaga's just recycling every ball to to Kripo, I think it, you're going to really struggle to, to build attacks. Um, and again, LAFC had a lot of success on the on the run before Seattle went to a back three for the past for the last thirty minutes. Um, but after that happened, it was just all disjointed. Bale couldn't really get on, or you know, Bale couldn't get on the ball in a good spot. Everybody's finding him a little bit too early, I thought, or you know, not making runs off him. Just kind of like watching the greatness happen, kind of thing. <laughs> like nobody's really making a whole lot of runs off of Bale, uh, and it's just a disjointed attack at that point. I mean, you have Rodriguez coming back from injury. Mendez is new. Bale is new. Um, blessing had come off for Mendez. Right. So mm-hmm. I, it, I just felt like there's a lot of new people yeah. on, on the field. And then again, Ibiaga. So you're not playing out of the back as well either. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think, I think you're spot on, right. It's just, I mean, it's going to take some time, right. For that, for that group to kind of finally coalesce and figure it out. Yeah. And so, again, I'm not going to be, you know, obviously, it's like it wasn't pretty to watch, but I'm not going to be mad about it either. Right, right. You still get a win. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just little mental notes that you make. Like, all right, well, maybe Mendez. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how Mendez does in the next in the upcoming games. Maybe today again was was just him playing with a bunch of players that are new, or maybe he doesn't really have it at the eight, and that's all right. He's here as a defensive midfielder but it would be a huge bonus if he can play both positions. Uh, time will tell. Um, if that's all, Josh, we got quite a few questions here. Let's do it. Okay. Tom Camilleri at Bronkfan07. What's better than a win over Seattle? Actually, nothing. This team continues to be tough in a way that they haven't been in the past couple of seasons, if ever. Yeah, I mean, the broadcast was talking about it again tonight, that they have not dropped a single point from a winning posi- uh, position. So once That's LAFC absurd. gets gets the high ground, it's over. Well, I mean, and the funny thing is, like the way that that Tranola has them set up, right? It's just conducive to winning ugly, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, this is one. I mean, it's like. And I think I believe I don't remember who it was that I was one of the, they were ta- one of the guys was talking about it in an interview, and it's just like they can basically just suffocate people for the first half, full well knowing that you're going to bring in so so much quality in the second half. Yeah, that you know you you run teams over, and it's like, and it's a smart tactic because again, given where you are in the standings and and obviously the hype that surrounds LFC, you're always going to get everyone's best shot to start the game. Mm-hmm. Right, so why not? Why not 
accept that be extremely difficult to to play with or play through to start the game right and you know i think that's why you have keelini starting games rather than finishing them right now yeah um yeah because again i think if you can if you can set the precedent of of the defensive precedent early on and, and just being suffocating when you get into that second half you can you can just turn turn them loose right you turn mm-hmm. the forwards loose and let them do their thing because at that point right the the other team is throwing the kitchen sink at you and and more often than not has has yet to crack it especially in its current form right obviously it took it took a an own goal from Mario today right to give up but more often than not, like most of the teams we've played have looked fairly anemic versus our defense yeah, yeah. right and so yeah, so it's it's good to see because, like I said, once you get into that second half, you really just see that that ability for LFC to turn it up to another notch. And again, there's there's few teams in the league that have the depth to be able to compete with that. Yep, absolutely. Next one, Lionel Hutz at from cheap seat. I knew Chiellini would be good, but wow, does he look great out there? The way he steps up to intercept balls, his passes, the communication. Can't say enough about how absolutely lucky lucky I feel to see him playing for LAFC. Uh, we talked about this, but I mean, he's still, he, he, even though he may have less, lost a, a few steps athletically um, and be injury prone at this point, like the quality is still there defensively solid, like just mm-hmm. undeniable great on the ball passing great decisions can step up and obviously dribble in and shoot. If you give him space. Yeah. Um, he's th- This is what world-class looks like. Like, I mean, I, I, I think people are starting to see that finally. But I, mean, I think you you put it best in our te- in our text message during the game, in saying that it's just unfair for him to be in this league. Yeah, yeah, right. Because again, to have a defender who can do those things, which again, typically in Major League Soccer, we're we're happy if a defender can tie their shoes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let alone let alone do you know like be able to marshal a defense in the way that Keelan it that he's able to you know let alone be able to you know pass the way he's able to out the back let alone a guy being able to just hit bangers from 30 yards out like it's nothing you know and almost yeah and he just like smiles at the end like huh that one didn't go in like yeah (laughs) next time it will because he knows he's gonna have more chances um it's just playing all not it's like playing a different sport almost right um and especially in a in a game where, like I said, there were two glaring, um, just two absolutely glaring defensive gaffes from Nuhu and Alex Roldan, who again, the state media love, 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 love. Um, it's I it's more narrative driven, but they they hype them up so much, um, and to, then it's like Chiellini is not only defending well, but he's coming up and ripping these shots. So he's like. He's just showing that it's just not it's not the same. It's not the same abroad. I, I I'm sorry to say it. I know I know MLS fans don't like to hear it, but it's just not. Yeah, so. I mean, and and that doesn't that doesn't keep the MLS from doing something about that level of quality. I mean, like yeah, take the training wheels off, and you the quality of the league will jump dramatically. Yes. Um, yes. and so that that's one of the frustrating things to me. It's like people will get mad because we'll call out. You know, we'll we'll call out guys like Roldan and, and whatever you know, whatever maybe like, and you can get upset about how how we feel about the 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 guys that Major League Soccer chooses to lift up. Mm-hmm. But at any moment, right, they can fix that gulf in talent. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like American owners aren't willing to spend. In fact, they've you know those American investors are going to England to buy teams. Yeah. To spend money, I'm like, don't tell me they they wouldn't be able, they wouldn't be willing to do the same thing here if they could. Yeah, right? yeah, especially. I mean, you've made the point several times about MLS actually being a profitable investment, right? And mm-hmm. like, if for nothing else, MLS has come up with a formula that works. Um, and there are good things about the league. Defensive quality is not one of them, but people are always quick to point out, rightfully so, that the game day experience is fantastic. Um, there are, there are great things that you can build on here in the league. And if you just rip the training wheels, I mean, look at Atlanta United, Atlanta United is spending money 
like they're like it's going out of style and they just can't get it right. So you, again, you do have owners, like you said, that that are willing to do this and willing to put or at least try to put a bunch of quality on the field. Some are going to be more successful than others. But I think it also goes to show like just because you let teams spend doesn't mean that one team is necessarily going to run away with it. Atlanta United have gone through how many South American phenoms and haven't done a single thing. And LAFC starts spending money and it's like they're they're actually owning the league at the moment. Um, or Toronto, right? Toronto, you let them, uh, they go out and spend a little bit of money and it looks like they're back. Yeah. We'll see. We'll but see. then Bob will but, still find a way to bottle it. So yeah, he'll still figure. make dumb subs and screw it up. But, you know, actually, he won't make any subs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know that I'd be subbing out Bernadeschi and, and Insigne either, but who no, knows? Because he's what he's going to do is not sub off Mark Anthony K. Is probably <laughs> the downfall there rather than the other. Oh, how about Michael Bradley having a brace? What the heck? <sighs> who would have thought? What the heck? All right. Next one Juan Pablo Marquez. Uh, seafood of Europe and a proper club. Escobar is great, needs to stay healthy. LAFC need to have a better have better decision making in the final third, and they should be fine. This is what we were talking about, right? So mm-hmm. you start the game, you have Apoku and Sifu, who are both younger players, need to put that stuff together. You have a guy like Blessing starting, who's again not all that aware. He's if if it were me watching game film, I would just be focusing on how often he's looking around the field because the way that Roldan just can come in and take the ball off him because he doesn't put a foot on it is mind-boggling to me I like I don't understand that and then you know def- his his offensive awareness in the box is just not there great at other things but um you're gonna you're really gonna struggle in the attacking third with all three of those guys and if you give them the space they're gonna make it happen and both goals today come from guys who we say hey fix your decision making you know Poku and Sifu mm-hmm. but um it's not it's not always gonna be consistent but they're, those two are going to get it. They're going to put it together eventually. Yeah, it only takes time. Like I said, it's one of these things where, you know, again, like not everyone is going to be, you know, their 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 final form at age 19. Yeah, yeah. And that's like you always say, it's a great point that like that's why they're here in MLS. They need more time, mm-hmm. right? If they, if they did it at 19, they'd be Gio Reyna and playing for – Dortmund, right? It, it'd be or a not playing for Dortmund. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> Getting injuring themselves time and time and time and time and time again. Oh. All right. If they were if they were that at nineteen, they'd be Mbappe. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul T. Greco. Josh, have any thoughts regarding Vela's condition at the end? Is it a strain? So, from looks like there's been people you know different reporters kind of reporting from the press conference um turn low saying it seemed like it was more of a cramp which makes sense given the way that he was you know jogging and trying to kind of walk it off um again you know we've we've kind of all been there uh, once you've kind of hit that limit and it and it, you just kind of feel it go um and so and also post game you see him kind of down start downing the little electrolyte chews and stuff like that. So um, again, with him, you can never be too, too careful. Um, he definitely is not playing on Wednesday. Um, you could probably rest, give him the, given the fact you have Gareth Bale, you know, and Chicho and Opoku and Rodriguez, you could probably let him, you know, rest for a significant portion of the RSL game as well, but the RSL game is yeah. a lot bigger than it was previously, right? Given that RSL is near the top of the table, so um, yeah, you know, I think it's it's one of these situations where you know you kind of have to let things play it out and kind of see where it goes. Um, but again, you know, you wanna you want to. I'm probably you know going you know like I'll probably say it's probably closer to you know again more of a cramp than anything else just based on what i saw so we'll see yeah um next one ryan olsen at bar at bikes and barbecue last 15 seemed dicey would have loved it if we would have held the ball a bit more what do you got on that josh 
I mean, who did Mamadou fall hurt? So if you want to be on the yeah, ball, dude, don't gosh. bring in Ibiaga. Um, again, get from all things we've heard, great guy. You know, it's been great in the locker room, all these different things. Um, but again, if we're if we're talking about we needing people who are, be, you know, needing players who are good on the ball and are going to take care of in those situations, like, man, I really want to know what, where, where he's at and, you know, where, what his current status is. Because again, it's just baffling to me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Having a player that's a bit more patient on the ball and willing to let a midfielder or a fullback or somebody uncover and then have the quality to play that ball into them, into their feet. It makes all the difference when trying to build like this. And so to have to have Ibeaga come on. And again, I, I do think a lot of it had to do with Mendez. Mendez seemed kind of all over the place. At one point I thought to myself, I haven't, I don't know that I've seen anything from him. And then it's like, he played a little combo with, with Sifu and you know, he's, he's taking shots early and stuff like that. It's like, ah, all right, he'll get there. But um, I think I think a lot of it is being disjointed. I think Seattle's pushing hard at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, it, it starts it starts at the back. It really does. Uh, even even if you're just trying to be pretty direct with your possession, it still starts at the back. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what Mamadou Fall did. The person. Uh, that I spoke with about him pointed to the U.S. Open Cup thing after after the game. So it seems like a hefty hefty penalty. Maybe at this point, maybe he sat down. And now he's got to get back to fitness. I have no idea. But my goodness, you got to get that kid back. All right. Next one is at Yogo Torre 66. Bale looks lost. Very frustrating watching the second half. Yes, the team got three points, but a good team would smack LAFC out of the playoffs because of Terendolo's poor management decision. Arango for Bale. Arango deserves more respect. Josh, you want to take a stab at that one? Chicho Arango burner account right here? <laughs> I mean, again, I you're playing the long game here. <laughs> like yeah, like the the like your again we we talked about the Rayudo thing right like you said I think in giving your up you need to give Bale those minutes just to get him to work him back into fitness. There's a bunch of these different things that are coming into play, um, you know again and to be like, oh this is the end of the world because you know again you're the whole point of playing Gareth Bale in those moments is to get him get him to that level. Right, yeah. Where he's going, you know, where he, you know, you see the flashes, but it takes time. And then also not having Kellen Acosta on the field, it's a problem, right? Yeah. Because again, it changes the, the, the dynamic, the way in, it, in which you have to play. And so, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm probably in complete disagreement with that assessment. Yeah. I mean, does he look lost there? Yes. But, the whole team was so disjointed. Like, I don't think it's his fault. I really don't. I think it goes back to, um, I think it goes back to the, to the midfield conversation that, that we have all the time where Mendez comes in and he doesn't know what's going on. Raito comes in and he doesn't know what's going on. And he's, you know, he, he, his effectiveness is up and down and most of the time it's down. And today he didn't look all that impressive. He didn't do anything really. Um, drew a foul from Ariaga that's about it <laughs> then took down Jackson Reagan from behind. So it's like, I, there's not a whole lot going on for him. And then Vela's Vela's done at the end of the game. So I, there's just not a whole lot of, a whole lot of support. And despite us saying, you know, he's a different class of player running through five different players on the ball is going to be difficult no matter where you are. Um, so it'll come together as, as the subs are, is like the newer subs work more with the team and everything. And uh, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to really question much of what Steve is doing. Uh, I will continue to question his, <laughs> his inclusion of Sebastian Ibeaga, but that's about it. That's about all uncomfortable doing. Uh, next one. Donuts at Steve Zidane. Arango off in the 60, in the 62nd minute seems a bit too early considering his form. Yeah. We kind of talked about this one again for me. That's not the move. Josh brought up a good point about this is how you get Raito in and get him back into the into the squad. Um, 
but yeah, I, I mean, Chicho's probably, you know, Bale's coming on and he's probably thinking, all right, now's the time that I'm going to get an assist for a goal. Right. Um, and to be fair, he probably would have, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, they, they instantly seem to have some chemistry together. So I don't know. It's a bummer not to see him play more. All right. Next one is, uh, the Bacchanal in one twenty tonight. Oh, it, maybe section one twenty. In section one twenty tonight, Chiellini was outstanding. So many shrewd moves. Mario not so much. Probably the worst ref performance I've seen in years. Wish we had more. Wish we saw more from Bale. Happy with a W. Sidebar: Sounders fans have zero rhythm. Drummer was awful. Chance atrocious. Ooh, there's a lot here, Josh. I mean, um, it's it's always hard for me to ever get into these, you know, levels that, like, you know, what. It, how do how do you put it like question my people's different levels of support right like you're there you made the trip you know i mean i haven't flown to an away game right or or driven to an away game so you know props to them for actually showing up (laughs) so um Uh, bacchanal if you want to see you i i assume that you have i assume that you've seen this but if you want to see something truly cringeworthy just get on YouTube and search fight and win Seattle. <laughs> uh, it's something that they've now, it's so bad that they've now co-opted it and you hear them like use it as like a badge of honor when they're playing in Seattle, but uh, fight and win Seattle on YouTube and you will, you will die of secondhand embarrassment. I promise. <laughs> uh, regarding the ref, I do think, I do think the ref called it, bizarre especially in the first half uh it's really ticky tack fouls um against lafc the handball i thought it was a handball real time like as soon as he brought it down i was like oh that's gonna get whistled and then next thing i knew it was in the back of the net and the ref was fine with it and i was like oh maybe it's gonna maybe they're gonna get away with this one and then when i saw it on video josh i thought to myself well, now, I'm, now it doesn't seem so clear. Yeah. <laughs> like that, it looked like it could have come off the chest and maybe the arm, but like I didn't think there was enough to overturn it given the way that it was called. The, the I, I do think that the standard of clear and obvious needs to actually be standardized because that's, we just, it's all over the place. But yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like there's, there's, cl- go, let's go back to that Galaxy game, right? When he yep. gets called offsides 10, you know, whatever, however many times, right? Just like, None of it is actually clear and obvious. And so if you're going to use that standard, you know, it's terrible, right? Yeah, I, I that's that's the thing for me is I don't understand how you look at that and you say it is clear and obvious that it is on his arm. Because from all the angles they show on TV, which are apparently, they, they tell you, like, this is what the ref's looking at. Like, this, mm-hmm. is, this is the angle right here. Uh, I don't see how you can tell that the ball is on his arm and not his chest. I really just don't. Uh, the way his arm moves after after there's contact is really damning. But is that clear and obvious? I don't know. I mean, people I can will, move their arms. He could have sure. moved his arm out of the way and hit it with his chest. You know, like there's, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we need an attorney to come on here and, and yeah. adjudicate what's <laughs> what. It, what <laughs> Beyond it that, though, means. like for as bad as it was, he's still not Ted Uncle. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Josh. Last one here is from Lionel Hutz again. This is the first time I can remember LAFC attacking towards the north end in the first half at home. Was that a was that a decision made by LAFC or Seattle? Uh, I don't know how that works. Is it a coin toss? So yeah, it's a it's a coin toss, and you can either like to have the ball or choose the side. Um, if Seattle chose to defend that in first, I don't think they ever will again. You could. You could hear over the broadcast everything that the 3252 was yelling at at Fry. And it was not nice. So <laughs> good on you, 3252, for uh being loud and, and heckling Fry like that. Um apparently I mean, it got to down, him because he threw a, I think after Vela scores the goal, he throws the ball back at Vela. And people <laughs> well, really? and immediately I saw a, a thunderstorm of tweets calling, you know, <laughs> getting mad at Fry or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's all kinds of stuff coming over the broadcast that I will not repeat on this show, but I, I do appreciate. Um, but, like, even just, you know, he's standing over a goal kick and he's taking too long, and it's it's hurry up and take it, hurry up and take it, bleep, 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 bleep. Should have been bleeped, right? 
Um, so it's it's kind of funny. In the past couple of weeks, there have been a lot of people caught on mic uh, at the bank. I don't I don't know what's different about the about. I mean, the shout out mics shout out to are. my boy Benny, um, who's one of our our fellow Filipinos from Isang Bayan. But he, I think he got um, he got caught on a hot mic yelling like "Let's effing go" or something crazy <laughs> like that. You know, and and they we've I think they've since clipped it. For him, oh, so man. Um, but I think it's 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 probably the broadcaster trying to take advantage of the of the wonder of the thirty yeah. fifty two, yeah. and then not not knowing how to properly position the mics accordingly to to cut some of those things out. <laughs> oh, it is so great hearing it come through like that. Yeah, because um, I'm assuming they're probably using like a directional mic or something like that, which is going to pick up everything. Yeah. On yeah. the foreground, right? As opposed to maybe dropping something. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe they're maybe it's like one of those parabolic mics or something where mm-hmm. like when the ball is on that side, they're pointing it in that direction, so they're picking up the guys right behind Fry. Yeah, uh, versus just, a, you know, just you probably should just drop them. a drop a mic from the ceiling yeah. straight down and just kind of catch the overhead noise. Right, it's probably right. a better way to do it, but you know, I don't know any any of our our sound our sound people in in you know listeners you know go ahead and comment on what's the what would be the best way to do without catching yeah. every single square word that comes out of 3052 which is about <laughs> every millisecond it's every other word it's every other word but it's what makes them great i love it I, like it should be it should be difficult they should like if seattle chose to do that to stefan fry they should absolutely lose the game mm-hmm. and they should absolutely be heckled like that's just that's what you get um, and it seems like a schmetcher thing to do, right? Mister, mm-hmm. like wannabe Zen master. Um, he's like the he's like the budget rate uh, Phil Jackson. Like he's always sitting down, except for this game. He was up a lot in this game, but he loves to like sit down and write in his little notepad. Um, so I it it seems like a schmetcher move to me to say like, oh yeah, well we're gonna play, we're gonna go right into there into the lion's den. We're gonna be, we're gonna put ourselves. We're gonna defend that side first. And then you give up two goals in that end and can't score in the second half. So it's just, it's tasty. I love it. Yeah. I mean, those kind of guys getting a taste of their own medicine is always fun. Yeah. Especially when the league itself lifts them up to to such this high, high thing. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. I just, and like, you know, anytime, anytime, uh, uh, national, the, the U.S. men's national team is asking questions about, well, who's going to be next, right? Well, and so you, there is a like a cacophony, and it's not just from the Pacific Northwest; it's it's from Chicago and from New York as well. Uh, the federation offices and um, like the that's where all the state media is centralized is in is in New York, and uh, they they love they love that guy. But can he bounce past like Greg Berhalter is a question. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I want neither one of them near that team. (laughs) We will see what happens. Uh, Josh, anything else for the show tonight? No, I think that's it. All right. So the next match is against Club America. That is on August 3rd. Is that next Friday? What day is that? It's Wednesday, I think. Is it Wednesday? Let's go Las Vegas lights versus. Yeah. I I was having a conversation with somebody that I just wanted to play a U 17 squad. Like just don't even, don't even bother. There's no need at all. Um, I mean, would it be great to see them go out there and stomp all over club America? Sure. But like, I, I don't care about that game and I just don't want anybody to get hurt. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to waste any minutes from from players that could be spent trying to win a supporter shield. So anyway, we will talk to you all. I don't I, I don't know if it is Wednesday. I'm trying to pull up the schedule here and just failing at it. Um, we will try and recap that game. Uh, if we don't get to it, we'll definitely get on the next one, the next MLS game. But uh, you can follow the show at counterpress underscore me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh. LAFC Josh on Twitter. We will talk to you all next time. Good night. <laughs>